Hi, this is Jessica Kupferman. Thank you for joining us with She Podcast today. I am here instead of with Elsie Escobar, my business partner and my good friend and my event planning partner and mentor, Chris Kremitzos. How are you, Chris? Doing good, Jess. Excellent. Super happy to have you. And then as always, we have the new uh, new pop-up producer, John Jamingo. Pop-up Jamingo. Yes. How are you today? Congratulations. Thank you. My daughter told us last night that she's expecting Oh, congrats, John. Thank you. So excited for you. Yes, grandparents. It's the all the fun, none of the work. There you go. That is so true. You know, um, I just wanted to say to those of you who are listening, like, yes, it's true. My co-hosts are two men today. But even though this is the podcast that is supposed to be podcasting from a woman's point of view, sometimes a woman's point of view means working with men. So we're not going to disparage that. In fact, Chris Kermitos has been... Probably, except for my husband, the most supportive male. Well, John, actually, you've been... I can't even say that because John's been editing our show and being a good friend for years and years and years. But Chris and I have been friends for years and years as well. And he's the one that sort of believed in me when I didn't know whether or not I could do an event and pushed me over the edge. And now he and I are helping... Well, now I'm helping him with PodFest, which is next week. So before I get into talking with him, I just want to let you guys know... If you are in the Super Squad, Saturday 3-7, we are having a lunch at PodFest. So be on the lookout for that. Elsie and I are going to host a lunch for the Super Squad. Um, if you're not in the Super Squad yet, you can join for $5 a month. It is shepodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Join at the $5 level and you will be added to the Super Squad, which gives you, uh, what's the word? Exclusive. Thank you. Exclusive access to Elsie and I. And we do a weekly Q&A where we answer all your questions. Okie dokes. Back to you, Chris. So, so I wanted to have Chris on today just because Elsie is traveling, but also because when I have to pick a, a co-host and I start thinking about like who I want to have on, like I'm usually so deep in to the thing that I'm working on that I can't pull myself out of it enough to talk about something else. And it's not necessarily that I'm obsessed with it. Maybe I'm a little obsessed with the thing that I'm doing, but also it's that, you know, I want to expose what I'm doing with the help of another person to the audience. So that's why I'm having Chris on today. I want to talk about PodFest and a little bit of the history behind it and why you think, well, first let's talk about like your, a little bit of your background because I know it, but I don't know if everyone else knows like how long you've been into events and how you got into it. So I wouldn't call myself an event planner, uh, but more of someone that loves to facilitate uh, really great people coming together, uh, having a uh, community come together. Mm-hmm. And then we do that from events, but we also continue it online. So I think it started by growing up in a big fat Greek family and everybody yelling at each other, but there's a lot of love there mm-hmm. <laughs> at the dinner table. So uh, my background, though, is I've done over 2,000 events. Literally, there was five years in my life where... I remember after five years, I went home one day because it was like one of those holidays you don't know about. And it was, um, I had an event. So the event got canceled or whatever. And I got home at five o'clock and I remember seeing all these people walking outside their house and I thought there was something wrong with them. I'm like, who the heck, who the heck walks outside their house in broad daylight? I didn't realize for five years I hadn't been home before 9 p.m. <laughs> I was at an event. That's, that's how you get to 2000 events. Literally, you don't go, but I was also, uh, single. I was having a great time and it was what I did. Like I didn't have kids or anything. So I spent my time literally, I would, you name it, we did it. The only event I didn't do was a golf event because I'm not a golfer. 
Fair. But cruises, fishing tournaments, sending someone to the World Series of Poker, business uh, stuff, absolutely. Like that's like normal, you know, meetups and stuff. And mm-hmm. we had Christmas in July with a taste of tequila. That was a fun one. So this was all through you being um, having the group Timba Bay Business Owners, right? Yeah, it was a group of business owners and we would do hundreds of events a year to facilitate that community. And one of the events six years ago, like people don't realize this, but we started with 13 people at a meetup in at a Mimi's Cafe. And that was August. I don't know the exact date, but it was like August 2013. And Steve Cherubino, who at the time had pod nuts and nuts at night, that was his podcast, spoke at our local group. And he, when he was done, I said to him, think about this. I promoted all month to get 13 people in this Mimi's Cafe. And I said to him, how many people listen to your podcast about, uh, his podcast was about Android apps. He goes, about 4,000. I go, is that yearly, monthly? He goes, no, every week. I go like, I go, you oh. mean, you mean you go home and you're sitting in your underwear uh, and you got 4,000 people listening? He goes, well, I'm not in my underwear. I go, I know what you're saying, but do you metaphorically understand what I'm saying? He goes, yeah. He goes, and I was like stunned. I, I, I lost, like, I looked at him like clueless. And he said to me, he goes, I know, I know. I'm trying to get my numbers up. And I go, no, dude. Oh, just, my God. <laughs> I just spent a whole month getting 13 people in a, in a Mimi's cafe. You go yeah. home in your underwear and you got 4,000 people listening to what apps you like at, at Podnuts. <laughs> yeah. I go, there's something oh, there. And anyways, so I went home. That's and told a my, funny name. Told Katie I'm starting a podcast. This, is, this ties you in, uh, Jess, because Katie and I had our first podcast fight, who would start a podcast first. And and she. Why am I involved in this exactly? Because you had Lady Business Radio, and yeah. I said to her, "Let's do some research, and see if there's any women doing shows for women." You were the only one in the business uh, realm, right? I'm pretty sure you yes. were the only one that was active at the, the time. First, certainly not. And I yet. said to her, "This can't be right." I go, "There's something wrong with iTunes. <laughs> there just can't be one person in a country of 300 million supporting women. This is just not even possible." And it was, you know, it was like a lot of people started to stop, but you were the only one actively doing it. And I said, reach out to Jessica. And, you know, my wife, she's like, at the time, you don't really, she's like, I don't know if she'll get back to me. She's really big. She has Lady Business Radio. Um, I, I remember this. <laughs> Laughable co- now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you don't know when you're starting out, like, who's well, I know, behind but these it's platforms. so adorable. She's like, she's so big. Meanwhile, she didn't know she meant And everybody support, you guys, you know, listen, she podcasts an amazing group. You guys all support each other in your journeys. So she reached out to you, and that's when Katie started Biz Women Rock. And then Natalie Ekdahl started Biz Chicks within like a month. And all of a sudden, there was three business. Uh, for women podcasts, I figured I'll just take the support role because you know this, I love everything and all things. So I didn't know what to talk about. And as a marketer, I knew like you have to have a niche. Like I don't want to be the guy just talking about whatever. And yeah. um, I, I was her support. I was her marketing manager. And like the Pied Piper, I'd go around town and talk about podcasting. And we did two workshops in 2014. And I said to Katie, we really should organize this. We did. We We created PodFest in 2015. In between all this, Podcast movement launched, so we were like, let's go out and support our community. We love this. And then PodFest went from 100 people in 2015. You showed up in the 2016 one. We had 181. We crowdfunded The Messengers, the official documentary about podcasting. Uh, 2017, 2016, you hit me up because you would tell everybody, I love coming to Tampa, but why is this hotel next to a strip club? And... (laughs) 
I realized that was a branding issue right there. I mean, it wasn't, well, it wasn't, honestly, thinking back to it now, it was not as bad as I made it out to be, but I just found it hilarious. Well, that, you're a comedian, you found a hook, and you kept digging, but right. people I'm are, sure it hurts your feelings, are, though. <laughs> no, it didn't hurt my feelings. Here's what I didn't understand, and here's the right answer. What in Tampa is not next to a strip club? Like, that. that's the, but I didn't come up with that in the beginning. Now I thought about it. Like, everything's next to a strip club. There's no zoning in Tampa. And also, the strip club was outside. Like, the inside was very nice and cozy. Actually, it was really cold that year in Tampa. Like, it was, like, I was totally unprepared as far as what I packed. But it was actually great. I mean, it was so great that I called Elsie from the first day. And I was like, I don't care what you're doing next year. You have got to come to this. You have to. Well, and, and Dave Jackson was there. So I remember that. Yeah. Like a lot of people um, were saying that. And that was great. And then we moved it to Orlando for a lot of different reasons. But one was Neil Gallarte, one of our attendees, like, hey, man, you got to move this to Orlando. It will internationalize the conference. You'll pull a lot of people from all over. And it's a family-friendly city. And I said to Neil, I said, Neil, I don't have a quarter million dollars to guarantee to go to a convention center hotel. And he said, well, my sister runs – She's the service manager 10 or 20 years at this place. She opened it. Go talk to her. Was it the Wyndham or was it no, the that Carib? No, that was the Carib. So I went there. Such a shame that wasn't big enough for the next year. I know. That was a gorgeous hotel. That was a gorgeous hotel. And the sales lady started negotiating with herself, which I've never had that happen before <laughs> or since. So she goes, what about we do this for $10,000 food and beverage and we give you all this stuff and whatever, 200 hotel nights, whatever it was. I was like... Okay. And every time I would think about it, she goes, what about $3,500 food and beverage? She kept going down, which I've never had before. I said, as I'm, every time I'm about to answer, she kept going down. So then it's to the point where I feel bad for her, which I've never, I will, since then that, that has never happened. And I signed the contract and I went home and I said to Neil, I said, what the heck did your sister say to the sales lady that <laughs> she kept negotiating against herself? She goes, well, my sister services all the salespeople's events. And she said to the sales lady, if that kid doesn't come away with the deal that he tells me he's excited about, I will never service another one of your events <laughs> moving forward. And I said to Neil, why would your sister say that? He said, well, when I moved to Tampa, you helped me start my business. And they're very proud Venezuelan family. He said, my sister says our family owes you one. So this is us saying thank you for helping us. Yeah. So I was like, it's a lot of podfests like that. Like those stories run throughout the whole conference. So long story yeah. short, now we're six years in. Last year, we had 975 people. As you know, uh, Jessica, you're helping me this year. We're over. It's almost double. It's no, it'll double. be double. We'll be about around 1,800 by the time yeah. we're said and done. But yeah. what an amazing blessing. So now it's – it's. I think this is the year I always tell people. PodFest has always been an underground uh, best-kept secret amongst podcasters. They refer their friends. They bring everybody in. This is the year I would say we're officially wearing our big boy pants where people are going to start seeing us very differently as a conference. Uh, half attendees are women, half are men. So we're always well balanced there. And I think that's because from the very beginning, whether it was Katie or you, we had a very strong female presence at PodVest from the start. And it wasn't done intentionally. Just I surround myself with a lot of powerful women uh, so it just it's hard it not to out. have a yeah it's hard not to have a strong women's presence when you're married to katie kribitzos because she is a strong women's presence all by herself but i so, love that i love that about podcasts yeah. and you know we we have a we we're very unique in that our conference closes out with the gratitude ceremony the closing keynote is the audience itself 
we put two mics up there. We'll have the largest influencer meet and greet, which is a facilitated meet and greet amongst probably twelve to fourteen hundred people will be there Friday night. So it's so on and so forth. It's an amazing experience. I I will say this. Podfest wouldn't be where it is this year if it wasn't for your help. So I really appreciate that. I didn't know Thank helping you. you, you have to say that. No, I mean it though. I, I didn't know helping you with She Podcast. The greatest gift I would get out of that is you helping me where I'm deficient, which is systems and all the back end stuff. Yeah, I really, processes. uh, yeah, processes in general. Jessica's a tech geek, which I had no clue to what level, but <laughs> you, you're really, she knows tools like nobody's business. So thank you for the help. John knows he's been calling me Batgirl of the digital world for years. I've met people that know tools, but not like Jessica. She finds out tools before they're like they're even available or something. Yeah. I don't know. The funny thing about Jessica is she can organize everybody else herself. Not so much. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty or I, well in some ways. Well, that's some why ways. you need some support. Just like we all need support. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes we can't see our own blind spots. No, I see mine. I just you know I can only do one. I'm like I can't walk into you can only at the do same so much. Time. Right, right. Yeah, I can only do one thing at a time. And if it's not the podcast, people just have to pick up the slack, which is you know not this show, but also this show. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. So you've implemented some really interesting stuff in Podfest over the years. Well, first of all, the fir- you were the first conference I saw that had a VIP room, and I think as soon as other conferences heard about the VIP room, they started implementing it, and that's because. It was the first conference I went to where if you were a speaker, rather than have to hang out in the hallways, I mean, not that this is going to sound a little bit elitist, but once you've gotten to a certain point in podcasting, it can be um, exhausting to constantly socialize with people who are not as far along as you because then you spend your entire social time answering questions, which is not, it's fine when you're teaching and it's fine when you're you know, meant to be answering questions like we do on the show. But after you've just spoken, you need to wind down for a second. And it was very nice to go into a room where there was just Dave Jackson or just Daryl Darnell or just, you know, Katie, where it's nice to be able to talk with your peers as far as how everyone is by themselves. So you were the first person to implement that. I really appreciated it. Um, And it was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to come back was just because I was able to easily socialize with people who were in the same place as me podcasting wise. I always loved that. So what inspired you to have that at a conference? Did you see it at other conferences? Because I never had. Yeah, of course you see it at other conferences, but we we had like we have a masseuse that we have yeah, now. We had a masseuse and cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, Leanne's cheesecake. Uh they put them in mason jars. Good friends of ours are giving out samples. So um it just makes it for a nice experience for people who want an upgraded thing. And then we actually have a higher level ticket for people that want lunch and stuff and um it, listen, it just creates – what I didn't realize is our conference is so intense because people want to meet each other. I had a friend yesterday. Gabe went on the Whova app. He goes, holy crap, you have over 5,000 <laughs> comments in this app. He goes, how is this even possible? I know. It's amazing. John, you, we have someone that's coming for the first time at PodFest doing Zoom calls in our group. At first, I thought it was like, what are they doing, right? Like, Just like you're thinking, like, why are they doing that? And they're actually having meet and greets for the introverts to get to know each other on Zoom before they show up at the conference. I've never had that before where the culture hits the attendee before they show up. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's exciting. But the VIP is definitely um, – the masseuse, uh, Kenya, has been with us from the beginning. And what's interesting is her business has grown now. So now she has someone else. And we bring two masseuses. You could get a massage. And the networking is amazing. The Inner Circle Pass this year, we're actually giving those people – a behind-the-scenes tour of Disney World uh, so they could see how Disney operates. 
behind Epcot, and then they come back for lunch. It's pretty cool. That is awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you another question. So from Helping She Podcast, this is not an attempt to pat my back, so don't think of this as a compliment fish, but... You've been doing your show for about five years, and I know that when you and I started working on She Podcasts, I was a little bit stubborn about doing things in a very specific and different way than other conferences. And I'm just curious how, if at all, you think that's affected the way that you do your conference. Like, Is there anything that you took from our community that you applied to PodFest for this year? Yeah, actually, you did a couple things that uh, I would not never have tried. So it's always good to help other people and see how they think. Yeah, you did the uh, introvert extrovert social, mm-hmm. and I didn't think I was like, all right, well, let's see where it goes. But people loved it, even though the music was blasting even outside the doors. There was mm-hmm. still an area for introverts, but I think you identified individuals, and they could identify, and they felt heard. So I loved that. Um, your buttons were really great because people could identify, you know, certain things that they thought would be great pronouns, which we'll be doing. You just did a great job of making sure people were heard. And then she podcast is the only other conference I've been to that has a similar feel as a conference that PodFest does the speaker. There's no delineation between attendee or speaker, meaning they're all treated equally as special. I love that. So that was cool. And then we did a dessert bar, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and that was because, you know, we had, a, we had a certain budget, so we we're trying to get creative. Yeah. But the dessert bar went over even better than if we were to serve food, which would have cost us 10 times more money. So I loved the dessert bar. I thought that was really cool. And Lipson provided the – was it the halos? The, the neon halos? halos, yes. Flowered crowns that blinked. John, our so AV crew was inspired by She Podcast to the point where they were putting in uh, – you remember those uh, light-up sticks for the yes. karaoke night? They were doing stuff just because they had in their truck and not charging extra, which I've never seen before. So it was really cool to see like the culture impact your your audiovisual crew who just sees events all the time, having a good time. Hey, listen, you had me at eating cheesecake and getting a massage. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, desserts are good. Yeah, PodFest is pretty fun. So um, now what do you think is the main thing about PodFest that differentiates you from She Podcast and from Podcast Movement and all the other ones, like Audio, whatever? Uh, there's like Third Coast Festival. and Well, I wouldn't say we differentiate. She Podcast differentiates for an obvious reason. It's, no, it's but for how women. Do you, how are you different? Well, obviously. but like No, how no are- culturally, I would say we're very similar to She Podcast. I would say that. As far as differentiating the influencer meet and greet, what we do on Friday night, we're the only conference I know that connects the whole room in real time in roundtable format where you wind up meeting 35 people you would never meet before. Uh, we also have a lot of niche content. So on Friday, we have Military Creator Con, Women in Podcasting, Business Podcasting, Audio Drama Con for the Storytellers. We have Podcast Editor Con, which is for the editors. That's put on by Steve Stewart and Mark uh, Deal, linked up for women, for LinkedIn. So we have a lot of niche conferences on friday and then friday night we all get together and then saturday sunday we're all together for the rest of the conference so i would just say we have a lot of unique verticals uh that you could visit and take a lot in and then our trade show we've gamified our trade show i would say better than any trade show i've seen not just in our space in general we're giving away a sub-zero flight as the grand prize for our trade show that's a 5,500 sending someone up to space and back they go up to the horizon the plane, and then it dips, and you actually experience what it's like to be in a zero gravity environment. That that's that's our grand prize winner. Most exciting. people will give away like a MacBook Pro, which is easy, but we we always want to think like 
what's something everybody would like? For the most part, everybody would enjoy winning. And if you don't want to win that, we have 200 other prizes from beat headsets to everything else. So you're pretty much, if you visit our exhibitors, we'll reward you 50% of the time. One out of two people will win something. And because you have to be present, usually everybody that's there Sunday at 3 p.m. wins something. That's pretty exciting. The zero gravity thing is going to be so cool. As someone that gives away prizes, I'm always like, man, I'd like to be on my own prizes half the time, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but you you guys give away really cool prizes, and I, and I actually love the way that you do the um, the treasure map in the exhibitor hall because it really makes sure that both your attendees and your sponsors get out of it what they need to get out of it. Like if they're there to you know discover tools that they haven't seen before, as far as the attendees and then the exhibitors get to meet people they would not have met if the person was you know too busy not trying to do a treasure map. So well, and this year we're starting at well. 10 a.m. for a couple of reasons. We want the exhibitors to eat breakfast and be like well rested because mm-hmm. we know they're going to get bombed. They're not going to be able to handle the traffic at the size that we're at this year and the way we the challenge we have. And John, you'll appreciate this. Jessica, you know this already. We gamify the exhibitor hall so much that we try and keep people in the educational tracks too. So it's a fine balance because people are just excited to go visit the exhibitors. So I mean, the education's top notch as well. One of the things I loved about Podcast Movement was the the vendors and getting to see all the stuff, all the toys. Mm -hmm. It is like Christmas for podcasters. It is. You know, I I like the idea and I like the idea of keeping everybody in the same area. So when you come out of a beach, then you can session. go right session. Thank you. If when you come out of a session, you're right there and you can it, – it's actually like a big giant podcast reunion every year. Mm-hmm. This is the sixth year. You've I've known people that have been there all six years. Yeah. I mean it has been really a special, a special, special event. So we're almost there. It's next week. Is there anything that you're the most – what are you the most excited about, Chris? And what are you the most nervous about? So this is going to sound like a true person getting ready for their event. I'm most excited for us to order the name badges today and everything that we need ordered. <laughs> Such a putz. Because <laughs> then my brain could relax and just be excited about everything else. I mean, we also have a YouTube track. We have VidFest. So I'm excited for what's going to be happening in that track. I'm excited for Shell Hamilton actually proposed this panel that I love. And it's Three podcasters are in the same niche. My wife, who has women's meditation, Shell Hamilton, who has meditation minis, and Drew Ackerman, who has sleep with me. All of them have meditation podcasts. And it's a monetization panel showing you how three people in the same space could monetize differently, Mm -hmm. even though they're in the same exact space. So like that's a really creative panel. And then we have dynamic duos that we matched up. We take the best of the best every year and we ask them, hey, would you like to match up and be like a dynamic duo and create something new and fresh? So there's a lot of um, a lot of unique things. I'm looking forward to your interview with the um, Holly Frey from. Yeah, stuff I'm you- interviewing the women from Stuff You Should Know. A bunch of them, actually, not just not just stuff your mind on the main or, stage or, or history chicks and stuff. Yeah, I'm interviewing um, a lot of the iHeart women on the main stage, and I'm really excited about it. Super excited about it. Influencer meet and greets probably one of my most favorite things. And then we're doing a marketplace this year. Where our business people that, um, or just people that want to hire out services could actually literally hire out editors on the, on the spot. So I know that's going to be a cluster in some different ways, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I also know we'll learn from that experience and iron it out for next year. So people could literally transact business in real time. So we're going to take our editors, audio editors, video editors, as well as our voiceover people. And we're going to give them an opportunity to meet people that are looking to hire services and intentionally match them up in what we're calling the marketplace. And that's a 90-minute session. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm nervous, 
But I'm really excited about that because I get asked all the time, like, who should I hire? And John, you know this. That's a personal question. There's personalities. Some people like doing certain kinds of podcasts. And the editor is really collaborative about referring back and forth. But let's get it while it's hot. People are at PodFest. They're looking to hire. Let them interview people in real time and create those relationships there. Yeah. One of the things I like about working with you the most is is that exact attitude that you're like, well, you live, you learn. I mean, and that's true that you wrote the book, Start Ugly. So like, I should already expect that you're, you know, that you know that it's going to be ugly on some level, but it really does come through in the way you're just like, yeah, it's going to be a clusterfuck. Should be great. <laughs> like, that's yeah, like, we, like I, I have the confidence to know that my event's going to be great by the people attending it. But for me internally, I'm going to look at the areas that what could we have fixed? What could we have done better? Um, but if I'm not um, constantly starting ugly in some area, then what's the challenge? You're just doing the same thing over and over again with nothing being reinvented, nothing new. So it's exciting for me that we'll have something that we're going to learn from and we'll say, okay, great. We we had too many audio editors in there. We should have staggered the times. But at the same time, they know that I care enough to create that environment for them to get business. So it's a win-win for everybody. It's just you got to figure it out. And uh, I always tell people, listen to the feedback of your audience. Like our gratitude ceremony started organically in year two because we all didn't want to leave. It was like we bonded. I had one guy that was like a truck driver that was in tears. He's like, I don't want to leave. I feel like I'm leaving my family. I put a mic in front of the stage and I said, if anyone has anything that they're grateful for, come on up. And half the group went up there and that started our closing keynote, the gratitude ceremony. Our community is bigger than any one speaker. So I, I actually don't like when people are like, who's your biggest speaker? No such thing at PodFest. They're all big. Everybody's big. Everybody is equally as important. The attendees have sometimes, John, you know this. Look at John. John not only does John know comedy, like he's great with one-liners and he knows comedy. He's an editor. Who knows what I could learn from John? He might, you know, you never know who you're going to bounce into. So it's not, it's not just your speakers. The community has a lot of value. And I think people miss that a lot with the events. It's like, oh, let's get the celebrity. Yeah, is a celebrity going to hang out with everybody? No, they're probably going to get, get, do a, a photo op and then leave. I'd rather have people I want to create value, trade value, and stay with each other and hang out. Creates a whole different experience. Totally. You know, I just realized the last, I didn't just realize, but I just wanted to ask you about the last two years you've done a roast, and this year you don't have one. Tell, I mean, and John actually has been very, at least through me, he's been very active in writing jokes for those roasts, because, I mean, he's like my joke writing partner, mostly. So we did Dave Jackson, and then we did John Lee Dumas, and then... What, I guess we tapped out, right? Did you, was it, tr you couldn't find anyone to roast or you just want to take a break? Yeah, I think we're going to do it just like Comedy Central and they do it. We got to find the right characters at the right time. And every couple of years, we'll do a roast when the stars align. You, you know, the more I think about it, Jessica, you would be a great person to roast in maybe a year or so. <laughs> maybe. We'll see John's if John's shaking his head. No. <laughs> I don't you think could, she could handle it. If you could take the hits. But it was, it was really fun. I think Dave Jackson was my favorite because it was, it was just so much love in the room for him, and he laughed his ass off. He understood what we were doing. So, you know, when I think those yeah. are special opportunities. We'll find the right people. And like John said, you also got to find someone that could handle it because you are going after all their vulnerable spots, and it's a roast. Like You got to be yeah. able to laugh. I would love to be roasted, but I'll wait a year or two. Um, you're, an easy, you're an easy target. I'm an easy target. There's a lot of people that are easy But it's also targets. people that are huge audio influencers, which I'm not the biggest audio influencer. So we'll find the right people. John Lee Dumas was a great target. Elsie would like be good. She roasting. has a really good sense of humor Who? about herself. Elsie. Yes, she does. Okay. She really does. I roast her on a daily basis. You know, the, the uh, Rob Walsh and 
Todd Cochran would be great, like the twins together, you know, but that, that would be a, <laughs> but you know, we, we, you just, like John said, you also have to have someone willing to take the hits and that's, that's half the battle of a roast. Like you, it is. I put two on now to find someone that wants to be roasted is hard. It's not easy um, because they know right. what's coming at them anyways. Let me close out with a question because uh, I know you only have a few minutes left with us. So the question is, tell us about the worst event you've planned and what happened. Well, just down uh, in history is like the biggest clusterfuck that ever happened or like biggest cluster uh, show or biggest, ter- I have a lot. That's what I'm that, I'm not like I'm not trying to find <laughs> one. I've done so many events that I, the my first ever event uh, was at an American Legion. I was doing live TV shows, so I had no idea about um, events. So Mr. Diaz was a fan of one of my shows. He said, "Hey, why don't you do it at the Legion? Pay me three hundred bucks, and you could have it." Okay, great. Price is right, three hundred bucks. I invite a hundred people. Tell them to wear business professional. It's in June, Florida. Air condition is broken. Uh, we go in there. Legionnaires the night before smoke cigars, so it smells like no. death. It smells terrible. And now I got these business people arriving, and there's nothing I can do about it. And it's literally, it's like a hot Florida summer day, oh. not even like a a forgiving one. It's it's the ones that just punish you. And that's probably that's how I launched my community back then. I thought I failed miserably, but twenty people saw through. They they like me. They saw I was bright eyed, bushy tailed. They're like, let's give him a shot. Now the craziest speaker thing I've ever had. There's two. I had one where I was working with someone else and they forgot to put the speaker's profile up on the website and I kept asking, kept asking, but I didn't have control of the web. Yeah. So I had a speaker literally run up to me in the back of the room while running a show, come face to face, like umpire, manager, baseball yelling at me nose to nose. Wow. Had to take them outside, fall on the sword. Like, what are you going to tell them? My team's all fucked up right now. uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I had, I took, you have to take responsibility. Which at the end of the day, it is my responsibility, but it's very uncomfortable. And I just want people to preface. I've done 2,000 events, so this happens like uh, every couple hundred events is always something. And then the last one was we had a, we did one with a cruise. Oh, yeah. And, and there was this one guy. This he had just done some motivational stuff about, I don't know, about self-awareness. And he decided not to give his marketing talk that we had booked him for. He decided to challenge everybody's thinking on how we judge things. And he started off by telling us that he's a swinger and him and his wife sleep with other people. That was not the hardcore part. Okay. That was just the prelude. <laughs> it gets worse. I, I really can't say it's, it's really bad. He was also Spanish. So he had a thick Spanish accent. So the language, it sounded, I don't know why, but it sounded seedier with, with the accent, the way he was saying it because he was saying it so strongly. And then he said to guys that they got to grab their balls and reclaim their – it was really bad. And then he said other things. Uh, about, he meant – I will tell you this. He meant well. The ladies on the cruise schooled him, <laughs> took him, said, hey – but here, here, John, here's where the fu- – it got funny. So then he goes, I'm going to go back to my marketing talk. And I'm oh. like, thank God. After he goes on this 10-minute tirade, we cut his time down from 30 minutes to 15. Now I have a protocol. You just pull the plug and you yank him off. I've never had this happen before. And we're on a cruise, by the way, like out in the middle of the yeah, ocean. Yeah, now you're trapped with this guy. Well, then he goes, I'm going to give you guys the best marketing tip you'll never hear anywhere else. I'm like, all right, great. That, this, Thank God he's going back to marketing. He goes, advertise on Pornhub because you could get really cheap clicks. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, I don't even want to say what he says. It was so bad. I turned red. 
I, it was the only time as a promoter I had an instant sweat from my head down to my toes. My socks literally sealed onto my feet. We pulled the plug 15 minutes in. But what was interesting, because it was such an extreme presentation, it bonded us all on the cruise. And the next, we were in Cozumel the next day. And next, the last day at sea, every PowerPoint referenced him and had a joke. So it was amazing uh, that we could make light of it. There was only one guy that was like, I don't want to be associated with you or anything uh, that you do. Yeah. Came up to me. He's like, I, I don't know what. I go, I, I didn't know that was going to happen. I hope you understand. Yeah. Everybody else understood that that was not what we planned for. But he was like, I don't want my name associated with you. I, I was like, all right, whatever, dude. You could uh, disassociate. I don't care. I, I didn't intentionally bring this guy on to talk about being a swinger and all that other stuff. Right. So, oh, anyways. So anyway, yeah, you got a call. So thank you so much, Chris, for being with us. I'm, I'll let you hang up. But um, at Chris Kremitzos, everyone, and if you haven't bought a ticket to PodFest, by the time you hear this, you're going to be late, stir. So. Hey, thanks, Jess. And uh, Elsie, thank you for the opportunity. John, always good seeing you. Go Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right. Now that Chris is gone, we'll do a little bit of podcasting news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So guess what, you guys? Spotify has trailers now. They are supporting Apple podcast tags in order to do this. So basically, there was an article that came out from from Spotify, newsroom.spotify.com, that says that even though there are infinite podcasts out there, um, what you need to do is learn exactly what a show is all about instead of having to listen to full episodes to figure it out. So starting today, and this was a couple days ago, starting today, users listening to podcasts on mobile can find a refreshed podcast show page with new trailers and category tags featured at the top. So here's what you'll find, it says. A completely refreshed podcast show design. Um, the show page may look a little different. It's still got all the features that you love. It moves the descriptions up so you no longer have to swipe on a show to read about it, which actually is really helpful in Spotify just in general, because um, I find that difficult with music too. I want to see a little bit more about the song and it doesn't have any information usually. So it allows for more information about each podcast and episode at a single glance. They also have new categories. Descriptive show categories will be displayed underneath the description. Everything from personal stories, true crime, travel, relationships, and more. Just tap the one you're the most interested to see in that category. Show trailers. If you're not one to commit... This next feature is going to be great. If a show has an epi- a trailer episode to stream, it will be highlighted at the top of the list. So, so if you're listening, if you wanted to create a trailer um, for Spotify, this way when people stumble upon your show, they can listen to the trailer and decide whether or not they want to subscribe to your show. And you can also, you know what, you can probably share that trailer on social media and then get them, to, if they want to click, get them to click through to your Spotify page. So it's saying, you know, since there's a catalog of 700,000 plus podcasts on a variety of topics from a diverse set of creators, there's going to be one for each listener. So with these latest updates, they'll be able to search to know whether this show is the one with just a glance. So that is the latest in Spotify. Let's see. Is there any other news that I missed? Um, I think last week was more hot for news than this week. So in other news, I'm still sick. I've not gotten better. This is the longest I've been sick ever in my life. I am always constantly bragging about how I never get sick. And now I've had some kind of bullshit sinus thing since the beginning of February. It's a week away from PodFest. I'm still snorting up all kinds of things. I can't swallow. My head is killing me. 
I don't know why I'm telling you this. I just thought it might be interesting to know that I'm, I'm stuck. I'm physically stuck in a cold that will never leave or die. I think it, it's terrible this winter. I mean, everybody's getting colds and they're lasting way, way too long. Has it happened to you too? No, I live in, uh, I'm a hermit and hermits don't get sick because we don't have, uh, we don't interact with people and germs. I mean, I have a, I have a kid in preschool. So like. Oh, they bring year, him home. This year in his school, there's been. So the preschool is all together on the top floor. So it's like my kid's room. And then on the right is another room. And on the left is another room. And in all three rooms, there have been 11 cases of lice. Lice. There have been seven cases of strep, four of which have been in his class alone. And I think he's one of the first to have the flu. He has the flu, I think, right now. Um, he can't get better. He, he's been sick since Saturday. It's kind of a bummer. Anyway, I don't mean to bum you guys out. I just can't believe it's happening. I hope to see many of you in Orlando. Again, if you haven't gotten a ticket and you're in the Orlando area, anywhere in the area, please go to podfestexpo.com forward slash attend. You can use the code CP for $50 off any ticket. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of She Podcast. If you want to send any questions or comments, please do so. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcast. And if you would like, again, once again, to be part of our Super Squad VIP and come to the lunch in Orlando, go to Patreon.com for slash She Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>